We're going to start session 21 today, which is great. We're moving right along. Session 21 uh, received February 10, 1981. This is the re-listened version. 29 exchanges between Don and Ra. Uh, here we have a very nice systematic overview with lots of detail regarding um, the entirety, you know, the, the uh, cycle of third density history of Earth, of humanity on Earth, the cycle of 3D on planet Earth. Uh, we have been, Don has been questioning about the transition from second to third density, the development of polarity or positive negative orientation in third density, which is different than the animals. He's been uh, asking a lot about the early activity of the Confederation, <clears throat> Earth history, and he pulls it together very nicely in session 21. So we'll see how far we can get. We'll probably have two classes on this session. It's a very interesting session, and it uh, is the basis for some of my ET Earth contact timeline, which is available on my website, and if somebody has it, they can share it. Maybe during a break or question, I can send a, a link. But that ET Earth timeline came out of uh, sessions such as 21. So Ra begins and says, I greet you in the love and the light of the infinite creator. We communicate now. That might have, that was in brackets, some of that, so maybe there was some um, microphone problem. And uh, Don asks a couple of questions related to the working um, preparations of the LNL group for doing the working and connecting with Ra, asking first if the future content of the book would be affected in any way, if the instrument reads the material we have already obtained, uh, Jane Roberts, the channel of Seth, um, determined not to read material uh, to know so as to not influence her future channeling during the time of channeling Seth. And I think Carla also had that same vow and didn't read the material because she didn't want to affect her thinking or she didn't want to pollute or influence the material. And Ross says that that's not really a problem. Ross said, the future, as you measure in time-space, communications which we offer, meaning the future communications which we offer through this instrument have no connection with the instrument's mind complex. This is called full trans-channeling. <clears throat> this is due to two things. First, the fidelity of the instrument in dedicating its will to the service of the infinite creator. Secondly, the distortion understanding of our social memory complex that the most efficient way to communicate material with as little distortion as possible, given the necessity of the use of sound vibration complexes, in words, is to remove the conscious mind complex from the spirit mind body complex, so that we may communicate without reference to any instrument orientation. Now, <clears throat> that's unusual for channeling. It doesn't happen too much. Uh, why is it that um, <clears throat> future communications with Ra, the content, wouldn't be affected, uh, wouldn't be affected by her reading it, although she didn't read it. It wouldn't have been, Ra said, uh, they, because their communications have no connection with her mind, meaning their communication uh, has taken her mind out of her mind-body-spirit complex. How's that for ET hardcore activity? The ETs didn't abduct her, but they actually um, gently <laughs> moved her mind complex to a different level of reality, to a different dimension where her mind complex rested. How's that for high-level working? And spoke directly through. It's like... Um, you know, it's like uh, replacing, it's like using an external hard drive. <laughs> they just took out her hard drive mental complex temporarily and spoke through her uh, body directly. That's why it was very, um, uh, th th therefore, you know, a lot of what was said was, you know, Carla even today doesn't know a lot of this material. I don't know 
<laughs> much of this material uh, because it wasn't Carla's production. It was made possible by Carla's willingness to offer herself as an instrument, but not through her mind. Basically, her mind was taken out of the um, communication pathway. And that was actually due to her fidelity in de dedicating her will to the service of the Infinite Creator. It was due to her, or it really was due to her orientation. Ross said uh, the, um, the most efficient way to communicate with as little distortion as possible, given the fact they have to use words, is to remove the conscious mind complex. So actually, they didn't remove her entire complex, mind complex. They just removed the conscious mind complex. How about that? So there's the conscious mind, matrix of mind complex, and there's the unconscious mind or potentiator of mind complex, both of which, or both of which together can be called the mind complex or the aspects of mind. Uh, they could do that with her only because of her purity and degree of dedication of her will, her intention, her values, to offer herself um, fully to that which is of benefit to all creation, uh, of greatest service to the most, of the highest and best service to all. That's a kind of um, Sagittarian, uh, sixth ray in the Bailey system. Uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, near absolute, <laughs> near total commitment to self-offering in service to the one, in love, wisdom, service to all. So that's why Ra could do what they did. And yet, it's a question which Don asked twenty-one two. How did you use, How do you get the vocabulary that you're bringing forth here? And do you use your vocabulary or, or the instrument's vocabulary to communicate with us? And you know, there were many, many words Ra used that um, that the LNL group couldn't. They had to make great effort to find the right dictionary, the right archaic English dictionary uh, or uh, technical dictionary to find the meaning of the word, meaning it was in no one's conscious mind vocabulary. Ross said, we use the vocabulary of the language with which you're familiar. <laughs> yes, but what data bank are they working from? This is not the instrument's vocabulary. Right. So that's where there are many words used that no one in the room knew like uh, Athenor, Athenor. Uh, however, this particular mind-body-spirit complex retains the use of a sufficiently large number of sound vibration complexes, so that's a word, sound vibration complex, that the distinction is often without any importance. So almost all of what they said was within her vocabulary anyway, but they're not using her vocabulary exclusively. They're using some kind of master database uh, of the English language, including archaic terms that have not been used for hundreds of years. Uh, but again, the term used for a word is sound vibration complex. Word is a vocalization, that's the sound, it's vibratory, but it's the vibratory is uh, the fact that it's actually in apparent activity. And it's complex because there are portions, it can be divided into portions. Or it can be seen as portioned or sectional, like mind-body-spirit complex. You know, this is a complex, uh, or all the experience, all, all the, mm, all, all that we register as experience is complex. It's only really, um, in late sixth density at the level of higher self, or when the uh, naming activity um, stops, when we're free and enlightened freedom from naming activity, meaning thought form production, uh, awareness without dualistic concept, only then May we may we offer sound vibration without complexity, but uh, or may we have experience without complexity. Uh, complexity is the name of the game, unfortunately, in third through early sixth density, before uh, realization of unity, 
And that doesn't have to be in six density, density, density. It can be here now to the extent that we wake up and uh, go beyond uh, attachment to our thinking and our beliefs and seeing that they're relative and um, don't really uh, express reality. You know? Reality is beyond our thinking about reality. And I'm talking about, you know, direct reality. Like the exercises Ross says, look in the mirror, see the creator. Look at an object, see the creator. Right? Look at another self, see the creator. So I'm looking at a tree outside my window. Uh, if I say, I wish to see the creator, I see the tree, see the creator. If the mind becomes quiet, uh, it's very possible to see some glory and sacredness and beauty and sanctity in of that tree. And that's akin to seeing the creator. And um, then the mind becomes less complex. So, then some questions uh, about Andrija Puharic, Henry Puharic, uh, sponsor of Yuri Geller, complicated fellow, friend of Don Elkins. Don saying, Andrija Puharic would be visiting later this month. Can he read the unpublished healing material? Um, probably because he was a researcher. He also needed a lot of healing, actually. And uh, he had some connection to the CIA, it seems to be. And uh, it's a long story. Ross said, the entity of whom you speak has a knowledge of this material in its unconscious memory in somewhat altered form. So he has some kind of... Um, knowledge and period is conscious memory so he has some conscious understanding of the basic principles of healing therefore it's harmless to allow this entity harmless meaning it's not an infringement of free will it's harmless to allow this entity to become acquainted with this material however we request the mind body spirit complex henry henry is his uh, westernized self-given i think westernized name instead of Andrija, which is, um, I used to think he was he was Hindu, but he was actually, I think, Eastern European, but I'm not sure. Uh, we request that Henry be sufficiently prepared by means of meditation, contemplation, and prayer, or prayer, before entering these workings. At present, as we've said before, this mind-body-spirit complex is not of proper vibrational distortion. So you can be a famous man, and you can be a top, top researcher of this and that and be uh, quite distorted. He wasn't of proper vibrational distortion and he would have interrupted the contact. It would have been a vibrational um, disharmony for him to be sitting in the room. And Don said, I had already determined to exclude him from these workings. Okay. I've only determined to let him read the material uh, and then there's a very uh, political matter here. He says, the only other thing that I've noticed with that is, the only thing is that I have noticed that within the material as it exists now, meaning uh, some of the personal comments of Ra that may have been unpublished, there exists a certain statement which will allow him to understand why I believe Spectra really was. Spectra was the name that uh, of a contact that Yuri Geller supposedly had with an extraterrestrial, supposedly, I think, related to the Council of Saturn, the Council of Nine. Uh, this is all very um, dirty business, actually, because there's some government involvement in all of that. The early days of Yuri Geller with Poharic and uh, the so-called Council of Nine and where that really came from. It's a little bit, um, uh, there's a little intrigue to it. <clears throat> it seems my duty to remove this from his knowledge to preserve the same free will that you attempted to preserve by not defining the origin of Spectra, his contact in Israel. That's Yuri Geller. But Spectra is not Yuri Geller. Uh, so I don't know, it's, it's his contact from Yuri Geller in Israel. Am I correct? Ross said, this is a matter for your discretion. Uh, and luckily, Don had enough sense to drop it because it's not um, important. That's what I thought you'd say. 
now we get into what's really important and Don says well 20 this is 21 5 well now we'll get back to the business at hand of doing the book I want to cover the early part of the 75,000 year cycle I like to go back a little bit some distance before the 75,000 years occurred meaning before the beginning of the 3d cycle and take one more look at the transfer of entities from Maldek to clear up this point that's good I'd like to check the time you gave us. We had some distortions in numbers back in the early part of this. It may be distorted. The tape must have been bad at this point. A lot of words are garbled here. The entities from Maldek were transferred how many years ago? So this is great. Now we're getting the uh, uh, focused overview of solar system history and the time before the beginning of the 3D cycle on Earth. And this is all important stuff. <clears throat> Ra's answer, the entities of which you speak, meaning the Maldek group, underwent several transitions, the first occurring 500,000 years ago, approximately in your past. So 500,000 years ago. The wars there started 700,000 years ago. The planet was destroyed, I believe, 500,000 years ago. Ra goes on, at this time, the entities were transformed into a not, K-N-O-T. This continued for what you would call eons of your time. Those aiding them were repeatedly unable to reach them. So even senior confederation groups couldn't get in. At a period approximately 200,000 years in your past. So they were in a knot of fear for 300,000 years. How's that? So God is patient. Approximately 200,000 years in your past, a confederation entity, um, a heavy hitter brought in from, a, from, from the outlying zone, a confederate, that's my gloss, confederation entity was able to begin to relax this knot from which none had escaped during planetary annihilation, which was 700,000 years ago. 700,000 years ago to 500, they blow up their planet. 500,000 years ago, they're in a knot of fear from the lower astral, not even knowing they're conscious. 300,000 years, they stay in that knot. 200,000 years ago, then finally, um, they bring, a, bring in a specialist, and <clears throat> they were then able to release the knot from which none had escaped during planetary annihilation. These entities were then, then were transformed again into the inner or time-space dimensions, so it maybe they're not even there, and underwent a lengthy process of healing. Yes, indeed. When this was when this was accomplished, these entities were then able to determine the appropriate movement in order to set up conditions for alleviation of the consequences of their actions. That's called karmic return. Karma is um, the return. Uh, established conditions, returning in established conditions, who, who existing for the purpose of alleviation of consequences of our actions. So the karma, karmic return, is indeed, you know, could be called consequences of our action, cause and effect. But in specific, karma, the karmic consequences of karma, or what occurs in our life, okay, the setup, your body, your family, your parents, your mental conditions, economic conditions, location, siblings, uh, many, many, many things. Who you meet along the way, what happens along the way, your astrological conditions. These are uh, consequences of prior actions, but these consequences of prior actions are themselves conditions for alleviation of distortions from prior actions. For the Maldek group, then, 46,000 of your years in the past, as you measure time, this being approximate, these entities chose incarnation within the planetary sphere, meaning uh, 3D physical. So, 700,000 years ago, they start warring. 500,000 years ago, after 200,000 years of war, they blow up their planet, which becomes the asteroid belt between Mars and Saturn, I believe. For 300,000 years after that, they're in a knot of fear, not even perhaps <laughs> in the lower astral. They weren't yet, they were transformed into the inner or time-space 
and underwent lengthy process. Before that, in the knot of fear for 300,000 years, they may have been in a more elementalized condition or more mineral or not even in a third density sphere or plane in some sense. Then they got healing, uh, which took, you know, 150,000 years. It's kind of a mess. And then 46,000 years ago, they decided to come and incarnate here in the animal bodies of that time, the highest level of the animal, gorilla, monkey, ape, chimpanzee. Don goes on, I see, 21.6. Then no incarnation occurred before this 70, before the master 75,000 year cycle of the Maldek entities is correct, meaning there were no there was no incarnation of the Maldek souls, before, you know, older, prior to 75,000 years ago. Ra says it's correct in the sense of incarnation into third density time-space. So, this is complicated. Third density time-space is the astral plane. The, uh, the Maldek group was not yet incarnate in... Uh, they were not yet in space-time <clears throat> before this. This is a very minor point, you know. They were not yet in the physical dimension or physical world, physical plane, before the 75,000-year cycle began. They were in associated astral planes um, when Ross says incarnation into third density time-space, it seems to indicate they weren't in the astral plane, but Ross said they were healing in the astral. That's 3D time-space. Anyway, they didn't become human before the cycle began. But they were, um, it seems, in the astral, but they were not incarnating yet. Were any of these entities that incarnated in second density, right, which is the world was before the 75,000-year cycle, Ra said, no, again, it's incorrect. <clears throat> These particular entities were incarnate in time, space, third density. So again, you see Ra's a little bit confusing here. They were incarnate in time, space, third density, so-called inner planes, undergoing the process of healing and approaching realization of their action, meaning realizing what action they needed for karmic alleviation. So Ra first said, <clears throat> there was no incarnation in third density time space, and now they say they were incarnate in time time space. So, they, they were no incarnation. Normally means space time. That's the point. In carne, meaning in the meat, carne uh, carne asada, like the local burrito joint. So, they were not yet in carne asada, <laughs> or in carne humana. Uh, before the cycle began, but they were, uh, we could say, in carne, in the astral, um, before the, the cycle began. But you see, you know, there were some confederation groups that came and went or had a human-level 3D appearance before 75,000 years ago, but there wasn't any settled civilization because the planet was not yet ready by its energy development to host... Um, a stable third density group of souls. That's the point before 75,000 years ago. Now, other traditions have other views of timing and dating, and that's just interesting. So you can compare. Okay, the raw material says no human, no stable human civilization, human incarnation in this physical world before 75,000 years ago. It was only minerals, plants, and animals before 75,000 years ago. What about all the archaeological records? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Check it out for yourself. That's just what Ross says. So, then, 21.8. Don goes on. So, at the start of this 75,000-year cycle, we know that the quarantine was set up. Actually, it was set up before. I'm assuming, then, that the Guardians, 8th Density Beings, were aware of the infringements on free will that would occur if they didn't set this up, quarantine, at that time, and therefore they did it. Is it correct? Ra said it's partially incorrect. <laughs> What's that? Partially incorrect means it's partially correct, but it's not totally correct. Ra said the incorrectness is as follows. Who talks like this, you know? The incorrectness is as follows. Those entities whose third density experience upon your red planet, Mars, was brought to a close prematurely, meaning they blew off their atmosphere, were aided genetically 
by Yahweh, Confederation Group, while being transferred to this third density, physical space-time planet Earth. Sorry, I'm adding. This, although done in a desired aid by the Yahweh Confederation Entity Group, was seen as infringement of unfree will, actually by other Confederation members who said, you're wrong, guy, it's not a good idea. And he said, no, it's okay. Look, the Confederate, the Council said okay, right? He said, all right, you'll learn. So although done in a desire to aid by Yahweh, was seen as infringement upon free will, actually by other members. The light quarantine, which consists of the guardians, or gardeners, as you may call them, which would have been in effect, thus was intensified. So the point is that um, there is a quarantine normally in effect, uh, would have been effect anyway, around third density or limiting Orion intervention for uh, 3D physical um, interface here. That would have been in effect anyway, which would have been in effect, thus meaning anyway, had there not been even this um, genetic modification of the 3D souls coming from Mars, which were seen as an infringement by other members of the Confederation, even without all that, there would have been some quarantining um, of the planet uh, against Orion. The, the, <laughs> the Confederation doesn't need to be quarantined or uh, kept out because they follow the law of free will and they won't come in if there's infringement. But it was intensified. So, you know, we have a very special situation on this planet. Okay? Now, 21.9 is a very solid, long answer. Let me take a cup of tea. So, Don is trying to pull this together. It says, now, when the 75,000-year cycle started, the lifespan was approximately 900 years average. What was the process and scheduling, the mechanism of reincarnation at that time? How did the time in between incarnations into third density, uh, physical, apply to dot, 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 the growth of the mind-body-spirit complex? And he's trying to get a sense of um, the... Um, the alternation, the balance between um, entities incarnating and going out of incarnation, which is basically related to the lifespan, <laughs> the longer the lifespan, the longer they're in incarnation, and a different rhythm is set up. You see, it's the rhythm, it's like a breathing rhythm. It's like the respiration of higher self, the Atmanic respiration, where uh, mind-body-spirit complex is breathed out into time, into space-time incarnation, and then the breath the inhalation occurs again, and uh, mind-body-spirit complex uh, goes out of incarnation or goes to the inner planes, like the breathing a rhythm, that is affected by the conditions of consciousness of the entity and the planet, too. So it's complicated. And that's why Ross says, this query is more complex than most. We shall begin. The incarnation pattern of the beginning third density mind-body-spirit complex begins in darkness. The incarnation pattern begins in darkness. For you may think or consider of your density as one of, as you may say, a sleep and a forgetting. Very interesting. This is the only plane of forgetting. It is necessary for the third density entity to forget so that the mechanisms of confusion or free will may operate upon the newly individuated consciousness complex. Thus, the beginning entity is one in all innocence oriented towards animalistic behavior, using other selves only as extensions of self for the preservation of the all-self. The entity slowly becomes aware that it has needs, shall we say, that are not animalistic, that is, that are useless for survival. These needs include the need for companionship, the need for laughter, the need for beauty, the need to know the universe about it. These are the beginning needs. As the incarnations begin to accumulate, further needs or desires are discovered. The need to trade, the need to love, the need to be loved, 
the need to elevate animalistic behaviors to a more universal perspective. Who knows this, right? Who has this kind of view, like Ra? Nobody around here. During the first portion of third density cycles, incarnations are automatic and occur rapidly upon the cessation of energy complex of the physical vehicle. There is small need to review or to heal the experiences of the incarnation. As what you would call the energy centers begin to be activated to a higher extent, more of the content of experience during incarnation deals with the lessons of love. Thus, the time, as you may understand it, between incarnations is lengthened to give appropriate attention to the review and the healing of experiences of the previous incarnation. At some point in third density, the green ray center, green ray energy center becomes activated, and at that point, incarnation ceases to be automatic. And uh, Ra explains a little bit next to questions that uh, when, auto when incarnation is no longer automatic, the entity can decide when he needs to reincarnate for his learning and also select his or her parents. So for um, those who, for those for whom there's some degree sufficient activation of green ray center, love center, for those who are sufficiently love aware, love loving, love valuing, which is about, Ross said, 54%. <laughs> the approximate percentage is 54%, said in 2111. That's what the percentage of people incarnating, making their own choices with sufficient green reactivation so that incarnation is not automatic. When then, for that group or half the Earth population, they can decide when, that, that means the soul entity decides when to reincarnate and chooses its own parents rather than having it done by higher self. Now, <clears throat> this is <clears throat> what we can see is that half the, half the human population has some sufficient green ray activation. Cool. That could be related to the seniority by vibration, meaning the preferential incarnation now at this time of harvest for those who are most likely to use the energetics and the catalyst so as to become harvestable. But that's only 54%. The other 54% or the other 46% um, are basically um, uh, somewhat more animalistic, more working in first, second, third, their thinking bodies, thinking animal, animal self-consciousness, less um, elevating of mind beyond the animal, beyond just body concerns. And so in the beginning of third density, uh, this is the density of sleep and forgetting, meaning the veil in mind. The only plane, this is the only plane of forgetting, meaning uh, 3D astral inner planes, time, space, no forgetting, no veil, uh, but 3D physical space, time, yes. The plane of, uh, you know, the, uh, the plane of forgetting, uh, the, the dimension of sleep. It's necessary for 3D entities in time and space, in space-time, in the physical, to forget. It's necessary for us to forget, according to cosmic plan. So that mechanisms of confusion or free will may operate upon the newly individuated consciousness complex. So early entrants to 3D are newly individuated. They're newly acquired of spirit complex energy field. Uh, by logoic design, according to cosmic plan, there's this veil in mind or forgetting in 3D physical. By that, thereby, so we can have free will. <laughs> you know, and the law of free will is also called the law of confusion. <clears throat> so the mechanism of um, free will in a generalized or a very uh, finely established condition of confusion meaning uh, a veiled mind where we really, all the essentials of our being we don't know or we have to make effort to discover. In that condition, uh, souls enter 3D uh, with very little, um, very little, they have self-consciousness sufficient to be human, 
but they don't have self-consciousness sufficient to move beyond um, primary concern with body and survival. So <clears throat> the beginning entity in 3D is one in all innocence oriented towards animalistic behavior using other cells, using others, as only extensions of the self for the preservation of the all-self. Sounds like an animal. And that doesn't mean, you know, they act like a pig, but it means that uh, there's a basic sense of um, identification with family or tribe or ethnic group. That um, unthinking identification of, you know, them is me, me, I is them, we are, you know, we are the, 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 the family. It's often identified that way with family. Uh, is uh, akin to uh, animal consciousness because there's less differentiation of the sense of self. There's less individuation. <clears throat> uh, slowly, then, the entity, the person, the human, becomes aware that it has needs that are not animalistic. Oh, I have a mind. Oh, I have enough food, don't I? Hmm. I don't have to worry about survival and body all the time. There is something more than physical pleasure, physical pain, physical survival, uh, or physical threat. There's something more than that, or there's much more than that. Then, uh, they realize they have needs, and this is the realization that they have needs that are useless for survival, meaning body survival. Uh, there are many needs, or there are many desires. You know, from a Buddhist perspective, they many of these wouldn't be called needs. Uh, they'd be called desires. But uh, for the development of consciousness to realize that they are desires, not needs, they are uh, considered needs. Meaning, uh, at a higher level of development, the need for companionship or laughter or beauty and all these things um, changes a bit. Changes a bit. Um, when consciousness um, is more centered in the sixth ray, um, what many things that we consider needs are really seen as wants. But here we use the term needs. Certainly at the beginning of 3D they're felt as needs. Need for companionship, laughter, beauty, the need to know the universe about it. Doesn't seem that many people have that need, but they have the need somewhat, right? They, you know, people read newspapers. Uh-huh. Well, that's their expression of the need to know the universe about them. These are beginning needs. Then, <clears throat> as incarnations accumulate, further needs or desires are discovered, further values, you know. The need to trade, to love, to be loved, to elevate animalistic behaviors to a more universal perspective. Um, the need to develop awareness and um, appreciate quality. So, then, during the first portion of three-density three cycles, meaning the first 25 or 50,000 years normally, uh, incarnations are automatic, they occur rapidly upon cessation of energy complex of the physical body. There's not much need to review or heal. <laughs> you know, after death we have healing, review, preparation for the next incarnation. There's not that much need to spend much time healing and reviewing because that's an unthinking person. The person hasn't thought much. They don't have much going on upstairs. They don't have much complexity. They may be a very nice person, but there's not a lot of mental development. And so again, like we said before, that's one of the axes upon which we can observe or analyze people, uh, the degree of mental development or the degree of individuation. There are a lot of people walking around that um, they're not much different from other folks. That's sometimes called, rep they're, they're like replicates. <laughs> there was a movie that used that term, I think, or some alternative literature talking about replicates, meaning if you really look at some people, or a lot of people, they're not so different than other people. This is a very strange thing. The body is different, the face is different, the words are different, personality seems different, but you know, they're not that different. And the higher you go, the more you'll see that they're not that different. And that's strange. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, as uh, in the beginning, there's not much need to have lengthy life review, life healing, you know, energy healing, life review after death. Uh, and so there's a faster cycling back to reincarnate to incarnation. 
But then as energy centers, chakras begin to be activated more, more of the content of um, experience during, during incarnation deals with lessons of love. And this is the movement from third chakra to fourth. This is the development of fourth chakra, the gateway to spirit. Uh, movement above the pretty much body, animalistic view, um, pretty much associated with first, second, third chakra. So even though third chakra, third dimension is the human self-conscious, the third chakra, if um, not much involved with fourth or fifth or sixth or seven in, in a certain conscious way, uh, third chakra is still kind of animalistic. It's basically the social interactive portion of um, the uh, less evolved human. So the less evolved human is pretty much working from one, two, three. I mean, they have all the others in play, but they're not much developed. Uh, one, two, three chakras, rays, one, two, three in play only is uh, a focus on body survival concerns body issues only, and emotional, um, very primitive sense of self, the, the watery emotional sense of self, my feelings, and the social third chakra, third dimension, you know, third chakra um, domain of awareness is mainly family and subgroup, family and small group, with which there's a kind of unconscious identification, not much individuation. <clears throat> It's only, <clears throat> it's only in the development of fourth chakra and above uh, conscious working that the person um, develops real individuation, which is a term in psychology, uh, which is a very big deal, individuation. And so in family systems analysis, the observation working with family systems, uh, it's very common that there's inadequate individuation of some of the members in family normal, common, uh, and um, that can lead to a lot of problems for everyone and the world <laughs> also because those people are easily manipulated by clever negatives. Then the time eventually, time between incarnations is eventually lengthened and because the person needs more time, attention for review and healing. So the more complicated person is the more wounded. <laughs> the more wounded person is often more developed but they're also wounded and maybe more distorted than the less wounded person who may be better adapted, better adjusted to the world. They're less wounded. They're better adjusted. They're a winner, maybe, you can think. Maybe they can do things better than the more wounded person. Meanwhile, they're less evolved because they're, maybe, maybe, I'm saying in some cases, the person who seems to be doing better and not wounded and doing okay is actually less evolved. And so, like an animal, right? You know, uh, when when trouble comes, the animal is shocked, but quickly responds for survival and adapts and uh, may may do well then after. Meanwhile, after some trauma, the human, more evolved, um, may be freaked out and very disturbed and have post-traumatic stress syndrome. So, uh, degree of wounding is not does not show lesser development, it often shows more development than those who are less wounded. Because those who are less wounded uh, or less neurotic, often, uh, may be those who have more simple mind and don't think that deeply. Of course, uh, wounding or complexity and neurosis and all that is, is not the end of the line. We've got to move out of that. But be careful thinking that, oh, I'm a mess and they're fine because I'm low and they're high. It may be just the opposite in terms of development of mind. That the one that is more of a mess has developed further but been able, been unable to keep balance. And the one that's not doesn't seem to be a mess at all um, keeps balance much easier because they're not using their mind very much. They're not really... Uh, sensitive to quality. So then uh, we see that that person, when they finally uh, activate Green Ray, which is a quality of individuation, 
love individuates, as we saw with the, the relations between human and pet. Uh, green ray also in the third density cycle during the time a person, you know, soul is a human, uh, the development of heart leads to a greater sense of self, which may more easily lose balance <laughs> and become neurotic or wounded. Meanwhile, that person is more sensitive to quality and higher needs, right? The need for beauty, the need to laugh, that's nice. The need to know the universe around and the need to elevate animalistic behaviors to a more universal perspective. Well, that's been the suffering cross of many a goodly spiritual person. They think, oh, you know, I have these desires. I have to elevate my, my lusts um, because I'm too low. And I've got to, you know, flog myself in the church or something like that. Or uh, sleep on a bed of nails or eat one sesame seed a day. Whatever. Um, that's uh, confusion too, but that soul is at least striving to purify and and uh, elevate. So we can see that there are stages of development of consciousness in third density from not necessarily 75,000 years ago to today, but from the being that could be considered 3.1 to the being that could be considered 3.7, meaning its level of development, which uh, goes along with, but is semi-independent from the cycle of time that a planet goes through the cycle one through seven, or the seven subplanes of third density. So 75,000 years ago, we can say the planet is 3.1. The energetic field is very solidly orange, uh, yellow, uh, third, but orange-yellow, because it's just the beginning of the yellow-ray phase of evolution. Now we're at the end of the 75,000 years, which is akin to the seventh sub seventh portion, we can say, of seven time periods in, seven, in third density, if we want to divide it that way, the last 10,000 years, right? Okay, that's, that fits the fall of Atlantis. And the energetic, you know, is uh, yellow-green. Meanwhile, there are souls here that are themselves 3.1. And uh, 75,000 years ago, there were a couple who were, uh, you know, very, very evolved their density, trying to do their best with the primitives. So <clears throat> there's the, the set, we can say the, the three cycles, three major cycles of 25,000 years in the 75,000 year 3D cycle, which can also be divided into seven of 10,000 and change. Then there's also the seven sub planes of the development of 3D mind or 3D beingness that uh, indicates how much work the, the, the soul has done towards harvestability to forth. So these are a little different. Uh, well, a couple more questions and we'll end for today. <clears throat> um, so we understand that about half the people on earth are programming their own incarnations and the other half are not. So that's what we got. 2112, during the first 25,000 year cycle, was there any industrial development at all? Was there any machinery available to or during the people, during this period to the people? Ross said, using the term machine to the meaning which you ascribe, the answer is no. However, there were, shall we say, various implements of wood and rock which were used to obtain food and for use in aggression, meaning uh, territorial tribal states and issues of uh, aggressive uh, intergroup or inter-individual uh, activity. <clears throat> so it's pretty primitive, wooden rock, and that's about it. 2113, at the end of this 25, first 25,000 year cycle, uh, was there any physical change that occurred rapidly like that which occurs at a 75,000 year cycle, meaning from second to third? Or is this just an indexing time for a harvesting period? Good question. And Ross says, there was no change except that which according to intelligent energy or what you may call physical evolution. So intelligent energy can be understood as sort of the natural laws also of each dimension. In this case, we're talking physical evolution. 
suited physical complexes, the, the normal physical evolution in which physical complexes get suited, get adapt, you know, it's a adapt, selective uh, adaptation, or it's just the theory of evolution. Uh, physical complexes adapt to the environment. This being the color of the skin due to the area of the sphere upon which the entities lived, the gradual growth of peoples due to improved intake of foodstuffs. <clears throat> Actually, uh, 75,000 years ago, humans were much smaller than they are today. And sometimes in some countries, you can see the genetics of people who are four foot six. That's how tall they are. They're, they're 60 years old and they're four foot six. And uh, that, I believe, comes from an earlier genetic um, template, <clears throat> uh, but also related to um, you know, the earlier times. Um, and, you know, physical evolution changes. Bodies can change, not by genetic, I guess, but by uh, eating more over time. So there wasn't any major change as, as in the change 75,000 years ago from the animal, from the, you know, first and second dimensional life to the planet being able to host first and second and third dimensional life. So Don makes a little summary, and I'll do two more here, and then we'll end. <clears throat> uh, Don summates, uh, then we have a condition where at the end of the first 25,000 year period, I'm guessing the Guardians discovered there was no harvest of either positive or negatively oriented entities. Tell me then what happened, what action was taken. Ross said there was no action taken, except to remain aware of the possibility of a calling for help or, or understanding among the entities of this density. The Confederation is concerned with the preservation of the conditions conducive to learning. This, for the most part, revolves around the primal distortion of free will. And that's the key. The key here is uh, the main work of the Confederation is preservation or protection of the conditions conducive to learning, which are the parameters of free will. The most important work of the Confederation, actually in its essential work, is to protect um, the conditions by which souls can lead, can grow themselves. It's, you know, protecting the school, the playground, uh, protecting the schoolyard, protecting the school, keeping the school clean, keeping the, the, the staff well supplied so that the students can learn keeping the school in good working order, uh, keeping bad folks away or limiting their influence. And <clears throat> that uh, is, that, that we should understand because it's not the same as what we expect, which is that they, uh, you know, destroy evil and, um, you know, let the saints come marching in. It's not like that. Um, if we make hell, they will simply uh, keep protecting us so that we can discover that we uh, don't want to be living in hell. If we make heaven, they're certainly not going to uh, stop it, uh, but they're not going to give more than we're asking, and they're not going to um, they're not going to stop negative influence that humans are calling. And they're not going to stop the wheel of karma, uh, whereby um, violence begets violence. However, they will limit its consequences so as to protect the free will of the majority as much as possible, as much as is allowable, um, as much as wouldn't interfere with their natural process of continued learning. So... The Confederation is concerned with the preservation of conditions conducive to learning the primal distortion. So the Confederation protects free will. And that's a very different notion of God the Father and what God does than the simplistic thing of, well, if God exists, why is there evil in the world? This is, a, you know, barbarian thinking. So uh, there's evil in the world because humans choose evil. 
and God, the Creator, the Logos, the Source, and the Confederation following, uh, wishes for souls to grow themselves up. And if you choose, uh, you know, if you choose harm to self and other, uh, it's best for you to experience the consequences of your choices. Uh, higher self is involved, confederation is involved, the logoic laws are in play, many, many helpers are available. Uh, but what's really important is that souls find their own way uh, and are not given what they don't want even if they've forgotten why they have what they have. So, it's a very subtle creation. And that's why if you don't, you know, when people don't turn their vision above the television, <laughs> when they don't turn off the television, and stop the newspaper, and um, look within, uh, and question beyond the matrix and the human mainstream uh, so-called authorities, if they don't do that, uh, then this life remains very confusing and uh, apparently unjust. And that's simply because um, the person hasn't made effort to discover intrinsic justice or the meaning of life. So then Don made the comment saying the Confederation gardeners did nothing, I'm assuming, until some plants in the garden called for help, using Ra's metaphor. Ra said this is correct. And when did it occur, the first calling, and this will be... It's very complicated. We're right in the middle of this discussion here, but we do need to end. Uh, the first call was 46,000 years ago, and that was, you see, in the second major cycle, right? The first cycle ended 50,000 years ago. The second cycle started 50,000 years ago and ended 25,000 years ago. So from 50 to 25,000 years ago, the first calling there, the first calling at all, it seems, in Maine, was 46,000 years ago from those in Maldek. These entities were aware of their need for rectifying the consequences of their action and were in some confusion in an incarnate state as to the circumstances of their incarnation. The unconscious being aware, the conscious being quite confused. <clears throat> this created a calling the Confederation sent love and light to the entities. Basically, <laughs> some of those of Maldek woke up in their animal bodies and saying, What the heck? What the fuck? I'm, I'm a chimpanzee. I got a gorilla body here. Yikes! That's a problem. Well, it's not a good idea to blow up your planet. So, they were... Ra's, Ra's so understated, you know. They were in some confusion in an incarnate state as the circumstances of as to the circumstances of their incarnation. Why am I in this gorilla body? Unconsciously they knew, consciously they were confused. The unconscious being aware, meaning their deep mind, or potentiator of mind, knew, of course, but the conscious mind didn't quite know. And um, the Confederation sent love and light. You know, love is comfort, and light is um, guidance to find answers, to help us find answers. So it's not just saying, okay, hope you're well. It, it's some, some more uh, powerful inspiration to help them discover for themselves what was going on. So, you know, karma's a bitch, right? Evolution is, um, is a hardcore matter. And if you really screw up, you will end up in really screwed up circumstances that... Ultimately, only you can work yourself out of. And that's why Gautama emphasized again and again and again the importance of virtue and morality and ethics. If you want to uh, stay out of hell, and you don't want to become a ghost, and you don't want to end up in a monkey body, really, like Maldek, it's not that common. But if you don't want all of these very unfortunate circumstances, <clears throat> uh, do virtue daily. Do virtue daily. Right speech, right action, right thought. Right? So we know about right speech means true and factual, beneficial and helpful, spoken at the right time, spoken affectionately or kindly, not harshly, not malicious speech, not seeking to make division, not gossiping, not chit-chatting, 
not talking useless, unimportant, not vain, not braggart, not uh, not harmful in any way, but helpful. And if you had nothing good to say, don't say. That's right speech, more or less. And that's really key. And then there's right action, which we all know. Don't kill, don't steal. It's like the Ten Commandments, except the don't uh, isn't important. What's important is your choice. But if you don't want trouble, <laughs> better not to kill, nor to steal, <clears throat> nor to lie, nor to hurt self and other with drugs, nor to hurt self and other um, by sex. That's about it. If you don't do any of that stuff, uh, and you seek to help, you know, and develop love and truth, uh, you'll be reborn in a good place. And that's that. And you'll be quickly out of 3D. And that's the game. I mean, it's different for Wanderers because, um, you know, <laughs> we're not from 3D, and um, <clears throat> but we can get stuck or we can fall into the wrong actions and wrong speech also. So uh, it's, a, it's a big deal, evolution. And then finally, um, this will be the last for today, 2117. Don wondered, how did the Confederation send that love light, this love light, to Maldek? And interestingly, some Ra said, there dwell within the Confederation planetary entities who from their planetary spheres, not from here, do nothing but send love and light as pure streamings to those who call. This is not in the form of conceptual thought, but of pure and undifferentiated love. These are the temples, the, the temples of universal love. You may have been there yourself on other fourth density positive planets where they just sing hymns of praise and joy and gratitude and thanksgiving to the one infinite creator and the, the glory of light love and uh, scan scan the sector of the galaxy and others uh, for those seeking love, for those in pain, and they just <laughs> they're just uh, doing 24/7, burning the candle, send love light, pure undifferentiated love. Uh, it's like you know the most purified ashram you can imagine, but it's love. <laughs> you know, it's that they're. they're uh, more complex matters of uh, preservation of free will is not their thing. So it's fourth density positive. But they're uh, holy, beautiful places. And uh, radiant, golden love emitting uh, lovely places. So, anyway, <clears throat> uh, that'll be all for today. Um, your <clears throat> your Praying or requesting that is a form of meditation. So no, you don't need to do some formal breath-following mindfulness practice to get that. You simply need to seek, uh, asking for, you know, opening your heart and asking for to receive that love, to receive pure love and comfort. You know, you can do some work every single night before you go to bed, in your bed, uh, you know, put your hands together in a prayer posture or something, uh, whatever, and sincerely ask oh, higher self or your guides or your angels or whoever, ask within for what you want, what you need. Please help me have the strength to go through this hard time. Please help me gain the guidance to understand what I should do going forward. Please send me love and, and comfort. I'm, I'm not doing too well these days. Um, please help me understand this or that, anything, and you'll get it. Please show me in dreams something that I need to know. All of that prayer, invocation, these are forms of meditation. They're not formal, but they work. And, um, you know, again, there are many, many, many higher beings who really are just waiting to be called. Please call me. Please ask for my help. I got a lot. I'm a rich man. Just ask for money meaning uh, love life. I am spiritually rich. We are spiritual rich men. <laughs> rich, you know, planets rich in love life. Simply please ask. We're happy to share. But if you don't ask, they won't, they won't come because uh, they don't want to bother you. So yes, that's all you need.
So yes, they're very happy to help. Just ask, and um, they respect your free will. They see you as far greater than you see yourself, and so they also don't want to interfere with that. That's a good question. Uh, I would assume there would be some disruption, but not destruction. I would assume there'd be some perturbation, and maybe some part of the astral doesn't exist, or would, would cease to be. Some portions of the astral that are most closely associated to the physical may not may dissolve, and you know go into their um, atomic astral form, or astral element elements, back to the elemental uh, astral elements, <laughs> astral portions. I don't know, but other aspects or portions of the astral plane are independent, and um, they might feel a strong wind, <laughs> you know, like. <sighs> Wow. And they knew what was going on, of course. But higher levels of the astral plane, I think, probably uh, wouldn't be destroyed. Middle levels would be more perturbed, and lower levels might be wiped out somewhere. It's hard to say. I don't know the answer fully. Um, I think that there were... I, I think that um, that might have, for sure. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not expert on that. That might have made it more difficult to access them, but I think it was the um, the intensity of fear that led to an intensity of energy trauma. You see, I think that they also used nuclear weapons, right? So there may have been some disarrangement of the spirit complex too, although Ra doesn't say it. But the fear, just you know, technically speaking, fear is a very significant lower chakra blockage, second chakra blockage mainly, I think, first and second. So they they were so traumatized at the lower levels of their body-mind-spirit complex by that planetary annihilation that um, there were, it, it's like um, burning out the firmware, you know? There's the operating system, the conscious mind, or some of the laws of the of the body mind spirit complex, the laws of the system. Uh, then there are deeper levels, like the hardware or the firmware, or like a computer. And if some of those deeper levels get burned out or get um, frozen, uh, you can't restart the system. Something like that. So they had to um, reboot the firmware. <laughs> And um, uh, they brought in uh, a specialist group, I believe. Uh, so, but I think it was mainly the uh, emotional trauma or the degree of um, the d intensity of fear uh, that led to um, a shutdown of the more the more elementary um, energy systems of body mind spirit complex. How's that? Anyway, next time we'll go uh, to the end of session 21. More about mall decks and uh, Bigfoots and quarantine uh, and Orion, of course, and Lemuria uh, and the second cycle. And, you know, we'll be working our way to the present. So this is very interesting. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it a lot. See you next time, and good night.